You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere, California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere, California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere, since 2011. Welcome to Nowhere California Presents, our conversation with Ted Sikora, the mind behind Hero Tomorrow Comics. Hey everybody, it's Josh, and I'm so happy to say this. Welcome to another Nowhere California Presents. We finally return to the convention world. You're about to hear one of our first interviews from the 2023 Los Angeles Comic-Con. We got two interviews, so this coverage will be quick, but we got some great conversations to share with you. In this installment, we are talking to Ted Sakura, the mind behind Hero Tomorrow Comics. I can try to explain it, but the thing is, this guy created his own comic book universe, and it's very intricate and very brilliant. And as I've started reading through it, it's insanely well done. Initially, this conversation was supposed to be posted before the end of their Kickstarter campaign to fund the third issue of the Punchline comic book series. Timing-wise and everything, unfortunately, did not. Happily, the campaign was a success. And I will be brutally honest, you're going to hear a lot more from Ted and Hero Tomorrow going forward with Nowhere California. We enjoy finding these type of independent comic books and shouting them out to the world. And Ted definitely deserves this. So without any further delay, here's my conversation with Ted. We are continuing our conversations at the LA Comic-Con. We are talking with the man behind Hero Tomorrow. Uh, Ted Secure, how's the con been so far for you? Oh, it's off to a very good start. Um, I kind of got in here early to be able to kind of take a peek around and your booth stuck out to me very quickly. Um, your whole layout is a shared universe. Honestly, um, I guess the best way to do it uh, for our listeners, just uh, kind of give them a rundown of what, what, your, what yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have four titles, but uh, you know, to tell it in order, um, we started with this independent film named Hero Tomorrow, and I directed it, co-wrote it with my friend Milo Miller. We produced it together. This was back in 2006. It debuted at Comic Con International, and it's just an indie film from two guys who love comics. It's about an aspiring comic book creator, and he, his girlfriend, makes him a costume of his own superhero for Halloween because she's an aspiring fashion designer. Well, once he has this costume, he and his life goes to pot, he starts running around in it trying to fight crime, but with no powers. Now, people who saw the film said, you know, his idea for a comic book is really unlike anything in comics, even though he tries to be it. What if we did that book? So we thought, man, we've loved comics our whole life, so we made his book, our, our writer's book in the movie, a real comic book, just to be on the movie's website. That's brilliant. And it got rave reviews all over the industry, and we just realized how much we love making comics, so then we made the second issue. And so, forget everything I just told you. Our first book is called Apama, the Undiscovered Animal. It is about a ice cream truck driver on the west side of Cleveland who unlocks the spirit force of this savage beast that mankind still hasn't discovered other than him. And what people dig about it, it reminds you of classic Marvel, but you're not trying to catch up with, like, 
70 years of history. Yeah. And you're following a guy who drives an ice cream truck for a living. This is not your brilliant Peter Parker, wealthy Tony Stark type yeah. at all. No Avenger buddies. So issue one, you get a classic origin story. Issue two, the first villains brought in. It was issue five that we introduced the nemesis Regina. She's like this hippie, trippy, psychedelic cult leader. And she is his, you know, she's a presence as soon as she's introduced in issue five throughout. Yeah. We just did a series called Bloom that goes back to the 1960s to tell what Regina's origin was. And then in Tap Dance, I'm sorry, in Apama issues 10 and 11, we introduced the Tap Dance Killer. This goes back to this slogan we have on our banner here, here at Amaro Comics, 30 years in the making. Yeah. I wrote a musical, uh, and Tap, Tap Dance Killer was one of the songs. And this story is so long and windy. I got, you know, I apologize. No worries. This is uh, the fascinating part to me. That's okay. the reason I had to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Well, in in 1990, I was I wrote a song called "The Tap Dance Killer." We were playing a rock band. We turned this into a whole musical. And as we were doing a Pama, I also still do film stuff. So I was hired to do a documentary about a theater company in Cleveland. And I talked to the co-writer Milo. I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if a Pama joins this theater troupe because they're moving their building right across from the actual location in Cleveland where he lives? We use a real storefront." Yeah. So what musical would they be doing? I went back to the 90s for this musical that had all these vaude villains in it. The Tap Dance Killer, Sir Terror, Fletcher, The Warlock. All these... So, these, we're in a community theater. Yeah. He's, Nikki St. Clair is cast as the Tap Dance Killer. A supernatural event locks Nikki permanently in the role and she starts wiping out the mafia as the Tap Dance Killer and a Pama is stuck in the middle of that. So, images of Tap Dance Killer were being liked and shared by the thousands on social media by people who didn't even know who she was. Yeah. I gotta admit, that that was the thing that stuck out to me as I passed by was Tap Dance Killer first. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and it's been definitely the thing that draws people to the booth, just that image of her. I gave her her own series that became her bestseller, and we introduced in that one a guy who I originally designed as a villain for a Pama, but hadn't put him in a book yet. Yeah. Uh, he's a heavyweight boxer who becomes a super-powered murderous clown named Punchline. He joins the Vaudevillain troupe. Now, Tap Dance Killer had a five-issue series. Now we're continuing all the characters in Punchline and the Vaudevillains. And Punchline and Apama just had a big blast-out fight in issue two, so that finally happened. Oh, that's awesome. And we just introduced this new character here, Violante the Undead from Mexico. So the seed of her is planted in the Tap Dance Killer book. But that's kind of a quick, <laughs> a very long summary. That's of, perfect, though. Yeah. Um, okay, now that we know where the story came from, before we dive into your side of everything, you, please tell me about the artist, because, like I said, that was kind of the main thing that stopped me in my tracks, was just the vibrant art of your, this work. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we've been blessed to work first with Benito Gallego from Spain. So he's the artist on Apama, and his style is very reminiscent of John Buscema. And for us, Milo and I, when we saw his work, we had a hundred artists, you know, kind of submit their samples for that series. But he felt like, my God, we can do something that feels like the comics we grew up reading. And it was just, it was a no-brainer. And amazing detail. We, we sometimes take scouting photos of Cleveland because he's in Spain. Yeah. Um, and he just nails the look of it. Then with Tap Dance Killer, 
Actually, I decided to do Tap Dance Killer and Bloom at the same time, so we put out another call for artists for the two series. We got yeah. over 200 artists submitted for that, and uh, Donnie Hadiwijawa uh, got the tap dance killer. Thank you for again. saying that because I would have probably butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is a, a tough one to, to read, say, Very spell. talented, though. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. Um, yeah, he, he just had such a dynamic quality for tap dance killer, and uh, we, we've enjoyed working together with him. Uh, I love the guy. And then on Bloom, uh, Butch Mappa, what I liked about him, now Regina's a very sexual character, Yeah. but I personally can't stand overly sexualized women uh, in comics. It drives me crazy. And I have a daughter, and I it, I just feel like... There's a moral thing there. There's a moral thing. And I wanted somebody... He was the only artist that when he did sample pages and things, I felt like, I want to hang out with this gal. She's cool. That's cool. And, you know? and female artist, too. That's... Well, he's he, not... No, oh. Butch is... Yeah, oh, sorry. Butch <laughs> Mappa. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, the he, character. You're talking yes, the character. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I thought misconstrued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be, be clear about that. Yeah. Um, so it just gave the whole thing a, a great, a grounded level. Yeah. That I, I was so blessed to work with Butch, and um, now uh, on Punchline we just started working with Yvel Gachet, and he's uh, doing an amazing job with the new character Violante. Yeah. So that'll be in issue three, but and cover artists, my God, I've worked with probably 60 or 70 but you know an amazing work all around and uh, before we move on I think I may have messed up the name when I first started the the imprint the company is Hero Tomorrow Hero Tomorrow Comics uh, yeah I believe I probably say Hero of Tomorrow but Hero Tomorrow oh I don't think you did I, I might be <laughs> overthinking it I do that a lot yeah. I guess kind of to predate like your film work and the comic book work what led you to the creative world honestly I've always read comics, and I, all through high school, wanted to be a comic book artist. I, I played a lot of music, guitar. I was very much between, do I want to do comics or guitar? And then the musical thing happened with very comic book-like characters. But I was a huge, really, for me it was Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man back in the 70s. Um, I just, I adore that stuff. Yeah. And his supporting cast especially. I think is what makes him very unique in the in the comic book world to this day. Yeah. So we've tried to, you know, uh, honor what I think worked so well with the dawning of the MC, the Marvel Comics universe. Yeah. Not the, and so we you know we spent a lot of time on our supporting cast. Really try to make these characters people that you you feel like you know. You know I. I uh, I'm married to a black woman, we have a daughter, I wanted a kick-ass black female character in our world and that's how Tap Dance Killer, you know, became who she is. That's amazing. Um, for the people listening that uh, are trying to figure out their way in that creative world, do you have any advice for uh, any kind of creative uh, block or honestly, for, for me, it's uh, creative doubt. Do you have any advice towards that? There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things. So what's so weird to me about even just how this whole thing happened, and I'm going to use a Stan Lee quote in a moment. Um, Apama, our first comic, was made to be a hard-to-explain idea in a movie. Yeah. It, intentionally hard to explain so he couldn't get it sold. Like, that's part of the humor of Hero Tomorrow. Is yeah. A, a superhero based on an animal that doesn't exist, and, you know, the publishers are like, no thanks. But 
we took that idea and forced ourselves to make it a serious comic. Yeah. And that's launched this entire table worth of stuff, you know, and it's like Stanley said, I don't think there are any bad ideas. He goes, I just think there's ideas that, and I'm paraphrasing, that aren't nurtured. If you nurture any idea well enough, it can work. Yeah. And I find that very inspiring. I, I found it very true with Apama, where here we thought we had a ridiculous idea. Well, it is a ridiculous idea. But we found a, 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 an audience that really digs it, and I, I feel like we found a new wrinkle in telling this, you know, superhero kind of stuff. I don't know if that quite answers your question, but... No, that works perfectly. Okay. Um, before we get to the final question that we love to ask on Nowhere California, Ted, uh, give everybody all the plugs you want, like where to find you, oh, where yeah. to find the comics, everything, just lay it out. Well, uh, if this would air before December 10th... It should. Yeah. We are live right now on Kickstarter with the debut of Violante the Undead. That'll be Punchline Issue 3. Yeah. And it ends December 10th. So, the quick way to find that, our whole universe takes place in Cleveland. Yeah. Just go to clevelandsuperhero.com you'll be right on the Kickstarter page. Our own website is herotomorrow.com and, you know, Ted Sikora, T-E-D-S-I-K-O-R-A I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Hero Tomorrow is on Facebook, Instagram, so yeah, any of those will get you to us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ted. Um, with Nowhere California, we have a specific end question we like to ask everybody. Okay. So, Ted, what is your favorite what the fuck movie moment? Good, bad, just a moment from a movie that just made you go, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I, We've uh, gotten some great answers over the years. <laughs> I was talking to the uh, Poe Noir guy earlier. Uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, Rob Polson, uh, Yakko from Animaniacs and yeah. Laundry List of Voices. Uh, he, w- I forget, the- I always forget the name of the movie, but he was a cameraman on a porn shoot in the movie, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm on this set, all this stuff's going around me, and it's just like, what the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> so I'm probably gonna have to go to Alejandro Jodorowsky and um, Santa Sangre, uh, maybe the death of the. Oh, there's so many scenes in Santa Sangre. Oh, very like, true. <laughs> um, you know, let's say... Well, it could be the elephant dying. It could be the mother getting her arms chopped off. Uh, I will say... Uh, I will say in Here Tomorrow, the movie we made, there, yeah. is a, there is a mushroom trip, and we have a live, walking, talking squid living among us, voiced by Harvey Picar. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. I know we have caught a lot of people off guard with that. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, and thank you for talking with us, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me.